Hello, world. This is Bob France, co-host of the wonderful podcast Dork Trek. My first comic book is on sale now at comic stores all over the country, all over the nation. That book is called Monty the Dinosaur from Action Lab Entertainment. Get your copy now. It's in stores. And on sale this coming Wednesday, new comic book day, the 28th, is issue two. Issue one, issue two. We've got two issues. That's pretty cool. So you can go to any comic shop in the country and tell them that you want Monty the Dinosaur in your pull. If you haven't picked it up, you should. It's been reviewed very well online. People seem to like it. It seems to resonate with people. It's an all-ages book about a dinosaur and his human friend Sophie, and they have fun and silly adventures together. That book is in stores now, issue one. Issue two will be out on the 28th of September. Issue three will be out in October, and the trade paperback. That's right. I will have a trade paperback will be out in November. So go to your local comic shop, order the books. Please, 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 please order the books. It's a labor of love. I'm really proud of the project and I want you to see it and read it and enjoy it. That is Monty the Dinosaur from Action Lab Entertainment in comic shops now. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. DorkTrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I mean, it's got to be great. Yes. We're recording uh, late this week. Today is Thursday. The episode will be out on Friday. Uh, I hurt my back. Uh, I had had injured myself previously because I'm old. I was sleeping and I slept on it weird. And then I was doing yoga a couple weeks ago, and I heard it more, and then it kind of went away. And then I was I was cleaning the kitchen counter uh, two nights ago, and I felt like I got stabbed in the back. So I didn't really do much yesterday, so it was kind of bad. Hmm. But I couldn't. That really sounds old, though. I'm sorry to tell you this, Bob. I know I'm old. I'm I knew old. I was old when I when I woke up hurting one day. I was like, yeah. "Damn, what did I do like I pulled a muscle sleeping. How did yes. I do that?" Yes, I was. <laughs> well, I, this was a couple months ago, back before we went to Virginia Beach, and then I slept on an air mattress the whole time I was in Virginia Beach, and that didn't help. And then I came back and I felt okay, and I did yoga and I banged it up. And then it was Tuesday night. I hurt myself, so yesterday I took. Um, that night quill sleep aid the z z quill oh my god that shit was amazing love that stuff it doesn't do anything besides make you sleep and i took it at 8 25 and i slept until 8 a.m like just straight like i woke up to i woke i woke up to pee at like 2 a.m and i woke up and i was dizzy like i barely made it to the bathroom and i slept there it was awesome like it was great that shit is the real deal yeah we keep it. it it's good stuff it was awesome. So, um, so yeah. So we're just recording a day late. Um, ben, and Je- Ben, and Jenny are here, and Dennis is here as well. And Ben and Jenny want to talk about going to uh, uh, what's the name of the con? Intervention. Intervention. Um, and they met two great Star Trek actors. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, three. Three. Yeah, because uh, we also met Todd Habercorn, who is the. Uh, the new Spock in the Todd Habercorn. Um, uh, Star Trek continues. Yeah, I, the, is that like Wu Tang Saga continues? Yes. Wu Tang. Yeah. And it's what, children. 
And what is Trek Continues? I am unfamiliar with that. Uh, there was well, there's actually two shows that are out there that are fan produced. Okay, so no one cares is what you're saying. One has <laughs> the Elvis Presley impersonator Captain Kirk. Whoa, I get to watch that. And that's uh, Star Trek uh, Phase Two. That's hey, right, ben, baby. Ben, don't tease us. Is he really an Elvis impersonator? He is. Now, is he playing he, as an Elvis impersonator? No, no, no. no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> got to hit the photon torpedoes, no. Mama. We got to hit him hard. His, we got to win job. this space war. We got to win this race. Earl Grey. <laughs> that hot, refreshing drink. I told when uh, when Ben and uh, when uh, Kevin and I were doing that Elvis comic book. I said in the next issue we have to work in lemonade, <laughs> that cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> Uh, okay, but anyway, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. So the guy's day job is Elvis impersonator, and he's a big Star Trek fan. Night job is Kirk impersonator? He's Kirk impersonator. Yeah. I can well, see where those two would have common ground. But that's not the guy we met. Well, then so, what do you tell us about this awesome guy? <laughs> to distinguish the two series, because then there's another fan-made series. That doesn't have uh, Captain Elvis. Right, and it's well, Star, right, Trek, baby. Star Trek Continues. And their Spock is uh, Todd Habercorn. Now, is he like a, is he also an impersonator of someone dead and famous, like Sammy Davis Jr. or something? <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's a big voiceover actor for Ooh. anime. That's pretty cool. Like all the girls Haley's age were just losing yeah. their shit all weekend. So, so, so what you're saying, he was knee deep in fucking young poon, brah? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and he seemed like a very nice guy. I mean, yeah, he was cool as shit. Like, I, I dislike fake Spock less now. <laughs> That's saying a lot. So I mean, we might actually watch some more of that. I've, I've watched all of them, so we'll watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, while you were sleeping, I just watched 8,000 episodes of uh, Fan. Here, have the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch Star Trek alone. I'm going to have my way with you halfway through it. No, he has how, his way with long, himself. How long are those episodes? Uh, regular regular episodes. They're oh, really? forty five minutes long. Yeah, but aren't they? Aren't they? Uh, no, they're not. Are they forty five minutes long? Yeah, they break. Aren't they supposed to be like after, like uh, immediately not after the original series episodes ends, then they pick up where it where it leaves off, or something like that. They uh, what they do is they started. Um, it's like what was the next year of the Enterprise's mission. You would know more than uh, me. You see, it's like you had the first three seasons. It was a five-year mission. Well, we only got three years so of these are filling in the two. These are supposed to be the what happened on the way to uh, the motion picture. That's a fucking cash grab. It's so like, it's, 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 cash it's not because there's no money involved because right. they can't. It's cash grab. It's cash grab. It's fucking cash grab. So let me guess, Ben. You're you're watching these to analyze for errors in canon that they make. Yeah. As they go along. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So what you're saying is, if anyone wants to do fanfic. They need to hire Ben McCormick at Reality Muck as like a as associate producer slash like fact checker, creative show, consultant, show runner, creative consultant would be right. good. We should. I would love to do that. Let's let's write and produce Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Ben, ben, you could be the showrunner sl- slash fact checker. Dennis, you could be uh, the uh, the captain. Uh, I, I would say you, you're a Vulcan because you're, you're very level-headed, very cool. Yes. Under pressure. I think you'd make a good Vulcan. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> if, if we uh, stuck these adventures on the USS Intrepid, then it could be the all Vulcan ship, and then that would. Make I don't think it would make a good Vulcan. I'm too uh, yeah. too boisterous. Yeah. Well, you could be. Like, we've always had the the human crew with the Vulcan, the one Vulcan. Now we could have the Vulcan crew with the one boisterous human. See, yeah. it'd be funny if you just like dress as a Vulcan and try to pass himself off and had like stuck on ears and. <laughs> And then, like, the, the series finale is, it turns out everybody was a fake Vulcan all along. <laughs> <laughs> all just pretending to be Vulcans. Because we thought we would get further in Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, because Spock was, you know, promoted pretty fast. I just assumed. I, I didn't know that. We, or we could all just pretend to be robots. We're all datas. We're, yeah. just, we're just overacting, that's all. It's our emotion chips. <laughs> so, so tell us... All right, so you met this guy, and you said he yeah. was okay, and then yeah. then you met Barkley, right? Barkley, yep. Now, how uh, was Barkley? Well, the revelation that I got from this encounter was that Jenny had never watched A Team. Yeah. Oh, you so you didn't know he was uh, 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 the crazy guy? I knew, like I kind of knew, just because you can't avo- avoid certain things. Murdoch, right? Murdoch, yeah. Howling Mad Murdoch. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, it made me want to watch the show, and we came home and we watched an episode like immediately. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I, I do think the best part of the episode is the intro, like the the yeah, title yeah, yeah. and everything, well, which is funny <laughs> because flipping over every time. That well, was see, all the, favorite part. The weird thing though, because when we came home to watch it, we watched the pilot episode. And that doesn't happen in the pilot episode. Oh. Like, I thought the volume was out. There's just like no opening music, and it just goes. The A team, and then you have the, and then you. It's they don't even have the uh, the voiceover about how. No, that's uh, not until the the next episode. Because the way the, vo- the voiceover tells us that they were framed for a crime they didn't commit in Vietnam, right? Right. And in, they, in 1973, a crack commando squad was yeah. uh, convicted of a crime they did not commit. These men promptly escaped to the Los Angeles underground. Yeah, and now they're the A team. Like they yeah. do stuff that other people won't do. The A team. You need them. You can find them. Yeah, maybe you can hire the A team. Yeah, so it's face. Uh, Great theme song too. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's the thing. Is the theme yeah, song? Maybe we could do an A. Maybe we could do an A team. Dennis, we could do an A team podcast while your wife hey. is. Gone. Let's do it. That'd be <laughs> awesome, right? Is it on Netflix? Uh, yes, but. Nice. The, the first episode, the the we did the Joe. Yeah, did, right. Why not? The, the live action version. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> dies. But that was the chase music in the first yeah. episode, and they liked it so much they made that the theme music. Yeah. The what it's B. A. Baracus, Murdoch, Face, and Hannibal, right? Bosco, Albert, B. A. Baracus. Shut up. Uh, H. M. Murdoch, Howling Mad Murdoch, uh, Templeton. The face peck, yes. or the face man peck, and then Hannibal. John Hannibal Smith. And he always wore gloves. <laughs> yeah, that, that show was a killer. Like, yeah, that's a great show. He loves it when a plan comes together. So Yes, to yes. And uh, it's played by, he's played famously by um, George Papard. George Papard. Yes. He was also in, what, Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which was odd because the character he played in Breakfast at Tiffany's was portrayed as a straight, I'm going to get laid character, whereas in the book, the character was gay. Interesting. George Papard. Yep, that's a great show. 
Ace Man, his character was in Battlestar Galactica, which is why they had him walking by like the Cylon in the yeah. intro. Yep. We should totally do an A-Team podcast yeah. while your wife is gone. Just see how far we can get. We're, I'm not saying we're going to finish it. In 2016, <laughs> crack team of podcasters. If you can find them. And download their podcast. The pod team. <laughs> Keep each episode to 20 minutes. Record about 10 a day on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, I know. What if you call it the B team? Has that no, that's Manny's thing. Oh. I don't want to be affiliated with the B yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. We're the pod team. <laughs> the P team. The P. No, that sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> that has a lot of homosexual. The D team. The, yeah. The P yeah. team. The D P. The, 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 the BBC team. <laughs> hey oh. Yeah, the the pod team. Da, 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 da. House of D team. Whoa. So was Barclay cool? I mean, was he nice? Well, he was. And the best thing is, we were at a panel when Jenny had Jenny had paid for a, a photo op with uh, Dwight Schultz. Barclay, please, Barclay. And we missed it because we were at what? the panel with River Song, Alex Kingston. And yeah. so it's like, oh shit, we missed it. Well, Jenny goes over and talks to him, and he's like, yeah, I'll, if nobody's in there, I'll go back and take some yeah, shots. Like, Let's go. Walks down the hall, and we do our little photo. Like, I got to go back in there and clean up the room anyway, so I mean, <laughs> I'm more than welcome to come and take a photo with me. Yeah. I didn't know he was originally from Baltimore. Oh, interesting. And uh, he's just really nice guy. Yeah, so, funny. so he rode his bicycle down there, too? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I hitched a ride, uh, thumbing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, does a ton of voice work. I mean, like, I keep forgetting he was on Shouter, mm-hmm. and Jenny keeps reminding me of that one. What it's is? Not, I don't know what that is. It's a Cartoon Network. Oh, uh, okay, I don't have that technology. Yeah, it, this was years ago, back in back in. Yeah, the it's day. on Netflix. Okay. 2006, 7. Something like that. I thought that was like that Rick and Morty or whatever that the kids like. You see? Oh, that's yeah. a great show. I've it's heard. Is, show. Isn't it just Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. Kind check it. Is. Go into it thinking that <laughs> you'll enjoy it more. It reminds me of Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, well, I shouldn't even tell you that it's by the same guy who did Community, but it doesn't uh, have. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have what's his name? <laughs> it's all no. Uh, uh, Drew Moss was telling me that it's also good, and uh, I just recently acquired a Hulu account somehow. So, uh, huh? yeah, yeah. My sister. <laughs> nice. I well, I trade. I let her borrow my uh, Amazon Prime, so it's like we just trade. So gotcha. Hulu's got some pretty good stuff on it. I was watching Highlander. All the Highlander episodes are on there. Cool, oh, nice. And the movies, it's awesome. So I was watching the movie Highlander. Really good premise. The Highlander. Yeah. Immortals who only die when they get their heads cut off. Like that's a, that's a really yeah, absorb their power. Yeah. It's just, it's just a big game throughout time. Yeah, and like an orgasmic kind of. Oh, I love the quickening. Yes, it's a great, great movie, man. I like, I like things that have a good mythology to them. Yeah, it's a great, it's great backstory. And everyone listens to Queen. Yes, everyone, (laughs) everyone. That's the Uh, only music. The the third one with uh, what's his face, Mario Van Peebles. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, don't! It's awful. (laughs) Like the climax. Is it the second one? No, the second one is the really bad one. Okay, but the third one's really bad too. And like, the climactic fight scene, mm. the music is 
applying for it, it's, I guess they couldn't get the actual license for uh, Dr. Feelgood. So it's just like an instrumental version that's playing over. It's, it's like a karaoke awful. version of it. Dun, 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 dun. I'll have to watch yeah. it. But yeah. yeah. Um, so Barkley, you're saying, you're saying Barkley was cool. And like, did you talk to him about Mr. T or any of that stuff? Like, did you get a chance to speak to him a little bit? or We didn't really have much time one-on-one with him. I mean, he was uh, more of on the stage doing his panel or whatever. <laughs> So it was, you know, other than the photo shoot and getting to speak to him for just, you know, moments here and there type thing. Cool. Was he mostly fielding Barkley questions while he was on stage? No. No. I, like, was, I think he was mostly just talking about random stuff. Like, his I think career. he talked about the A-team. Mm-hmm. He talked about um, doing voice acting, like, you know, other people that he's worked with. And um, I think one of the funnest parts for me was like listening to him shift between voices. Like he would just go into a voice while he was talking about something at random. That's cool. Changes something else. Yeah. So, but then of course the next big thing, and since this is what we're talking about uh, recently on the show, we meet uh, Rene Aubergenois. 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 (laughs) And that's how to pronounce his name. That is a very fancy name. He has Rene Aubergenois. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a distant relative of Jean-Luc Picard. Perhaps it is. It could be. But he could not speak French. He could only do the cheesy accent because of budget cuts. <laughs> Hello, I'm René Bourgeois. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the highlight of my day meeting him was uh, I've got my con sketchbook where I have people do the, the random drawings, you know, and I've had it since we went to Baltimore Comic Con in like 2012, and I've yes. had it for like forever. And well, who, I always, did, who did we sit next to at that con? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The artist. I don't know. It was Drew. Oh yeah, Drew. Moss. I thought he was at our table. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Rene Bourgeois. So I've had it since then. I've only got three drawings in it. The page before, I hand it to Odo. Rene Bourgeois, say his name. Uh, the page before that is Captain, not Patrick Stewart, which is like basically Patrick Stewart with the Hitler stash. And the wicked skull. Yeah. The wicked skull. The Drew Moss, not Captain. Uh, and there's no hiding. I don't think I've seen this, Patrick not Patrick Stewart. Stewart. No one really has because we were like, you know, let's just keep this to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> And so he looks at it, and the first one is this really good drawing of Matt Smith by uh, Neil Adams' son, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the Josh. next page... Who's Neil Adamson? Neil, <laughs> Neil Adams' son. Oh. The offspring of Neil Adams. The seed. The male, oh. the male child of Neil Adams. Son of Neil Adams. Son of Neil Adams. And it's, it's a really good Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. It took like 30 seconds to draw this. Which is very, very chinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lantern jaw. So then the next page is uh, a Frank Cho drawing. Yeah, he drew that yeah. in about five seconds. Yeah. Yes, and it probably cost you like $60. No, he didn't charge me anything. Oh, that's impressive because he normally charges for everything. That's well, she was, she was wearing kind of a low cut number that day. Yeah. Anyway. Flash him. Yeah. Or bush. It's totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. For that five-second drawing. I was, the, I was the one who recommended it. But then, then the next page is... Show me your snatch! Show me your snatch! So, <laughs> so Renee is going through the book, and he's looking at, oh, this is very nice. Oh, you know, doing the thing. And what happens? 
Well, you've started the story. You can go ahead and continue it. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. You weren't telling it fast enough. <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> so, yeah, he just looked at me like I was an asshole and said, okay. It continues on and draws his little sketch on the next page. Well, you know what, man? Um, fuck him. <laughs> well, no, he was so nice, though. Other than Rene Bourgeois was offended by you, me, Kudriman. He was not offended. He was just so much like, oh. Because, you know, he, he, he's friends with Patrick. I'm sure he's not friends with Patrick. Oh, and I'm, you know, a Hitler stash throws anybody off, to be Michael fair. Michael Jordan? Yeah, how long did that yeah. last? You know? Well, how long did it take until people started calling him out on it? Like, instantly, the first time I saw the, the commercial with it, I was like, oh my God, he has a Hitler mustache. But it wasn't until months later until anybody said anything about it. What I'm saying is, uh, it's a good drawing. Drew did a good job. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. And now you have, and what did Rene Aubergenois, what did he draw for you? He just drew a bucket. <laughs> now, did you ask him for a bucket? No, it's like his standard con sketch that he does. Like, you can either oh. get his autograph or this drawing, and it's like 35 bucks. And it's a bucket that just says Odo mm -hmm. for, for Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so that's his typical Star Trek autograph is a bucket. He just draws a bucket. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can either get his autograph or you can get the, you can get the drawing. So, which is cool. Then there's not Patrick Stewart. Oh. Not, not cool, buddy. <laughs> that's just a shadow. That's not a. <laughs> no, but the the money for the the picture autographs go to him, but then the. What was it? The selfies with him or the... Uh, Rene Aubergenois! He called those, what, doodles or scribbles? Yeah. These but are my scribbles. There's nothing to be too impressed with. I try my best, no? All of that goes to charity. It goes to uh, charity for actors with uh, bad French accents. We what give... was it going to? Uh, Doctors Without Borders? Yeah, Doctors Without Borders. Oh, that is a great cause. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> And then I got to meet David Gerald. Oh, I never. One day those doctors are going to have borders. Yes, we will give them a land for their own. But now they're free range doctors. They need to be reined in so they can perform medicine. Rene Opechenewa. And who is this person that you met, Ben? Uh, David Gerald. And who is he? He's one of the writers for uh, the original series. Oh, impressive. And uh, he wrote The Trouble with Tribbles. That is a very famous episode. Right. And uh, he also helped uh, Gene with some of the stuff going into Phase 2. That's a cash grab! Which was uh, <laughs> one of the things that he came up with was the idea that the captain should stay on the ship. Oh, yeah, it's very good. And the first officer should beam down. And that they continued that idea for uh, TNG. <clears throat> Very good. That's a great idea. And they brought him back for uh, Trials and Tribulations, which is a DS9 episode that you oh, have. Yes, we will get there eventually. Yeah. He told a cute little story that he was actually on set as a background extra. And they were trying to line up some shots. And uh, he was correcting the people from how the original shots were. Oh, I'm sure that was fun to be around. Well, no, and they're looking at him like... Shut up, old man! He well, yeah, sounds like got, a uh, grown-up Ben. He's like, you know, they're like, yeah, could the extras please stay over there and just stay shut up? And he, the director comes by and goes, yeah, he listen to this guy. He wrote the episode. And they're like, oh. oh, yes, we will make sure we listen to him. 
Yeah, because the riders, we run the place. Yes, we are very much in control of this program. But uh, also at the show, um, anybody else from Star Trek? I think that was it. And the Gigi Edgley, uh, who's more famous for uh, Farscape, but she's also appeared on Star Trek Continues. So This Star Trek Continues has gotten a lot of big actors, no? Well, yeah, uh, like there was an episode where there's Sulu, who is uh, Grant from uh, Mythbusters. Um, he gets tossed into a dimensional thing, and uh, he's trapped. It's a pocket universe that he's trapped there for years and years. And they're final, but for us, it seems like a few minutes or an hour's. And for him, entire you know decades have passed, and so like when they finally the inner light, like yeah, like the inner yeah. light. Except that when they were able to pull him out, now he's old. Now he plays a skin flute. <laughs> well, no, and they had well, they had George Takei as the old Sulu. Ah, that's cool. So they had young playing Sulu skin flute. Yeah. Playing, playing someone else's though. Oh my! <laughs> and so they've had uh, Walter Ooh, Koenig. Brad, oh, wow, this is Brad. pretty good. It's. I, I highly recommend people going out to uh, to watch these. How I mean, is the production value? It looks like the original series. Oh, that's very good. Like it, they've taken a lot of uh, effort to uh, make this look as real as possible. I am impressed. Hmm. <laughs> and then we met Alex Kingston. Who is that? Uh, she was on ER. She was on Arrow. She was on Arrow as uh, Diana Lance's mom. Uh, she was River Song on uh, Doctor Who. I don't know these Doctor Who. Doctor nah. <laughs> uh, Who? Well, here's the thing. Is, uh, what are you, owl? <laughs> you can ask uh, one of our old buddies that used to be on the radio with you about who she is, and you will get a very detailed answer. Alfredo Torres! <laughs> I'm not going to say. I'm just going to say there was a radio personality. Did he have former- uh, sex with her? <laughs> Mentally, did he penetrate her? No. <laughs> Alfredo has that way with the women. Yes, he may yeah. have undressed her with his eyes. Well, he and does that to everybody. But there was true. enough security that you know everything was was happy. That is great. That sounds like you had a wonderful time. We did. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. And this is every year in Maryland. Yes, in Rockville, Maryland. Oh yes, very Contrary- nice. Contrary to the song, we actually do go back to Rockville every oh, year. Oh, yes, Ben, you are so uh, timely in your humor. <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm saying. It's okay, me neither. <laughs> okay, so this episode of... Uh, this episode. No, yes, I won't keep it for a very long time. <laughs> See, I can switch into Carol Channing if we need to. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a nice <Me>. episode. <laughs> I think I'm really tired, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Jenny <laughs> is tired of our crap. <laughs> Look, I had my mind blown on this trip because I was doing some Mark Twain, Mark Twain research. <laughs> he just gets up and walks. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I picked up this little guy. Oh, nice, Huckleberry Finn. And I'm a little concerned, though, because uh, Jim looks a lot like Childish Gambino. I do not know him. I'm thinking he does. Donald Glover, I know who he is. Uh, Black Spider-Man. Black Spider-Man. 
But uh, so I'm reading up on, you know, and I got the Val Kilmer is doing uh, Citizen Twain and doing very good with it. Um, Hal Holbrook's Mark Twain, which is the classic. But then our Mark Twain that we know from Star Trek The Next Generation, he was previously on Star Trek The Next Generation on an episode of, uh, what was it, Up the Long Ladder. Did he play Kevin? No, no, no. The episode with uh, <laughs> the, Irish. the Irish. Oh, yes. Mm. He wasn't one of the Irish. He was from the civilized part of town. Oh, yes. It's very nice. The clone people. The clone people. Uh. And then he was on X-Files uh, as the informant on first season. He was Deep Throat on uh, the first season of X-Files. That's very sexy. <laughs> So, so Bob's eyes light up. I, I, I tried to avoid it as long as I could. So he was the other smoking man. <laughs> the cock smoking. smoking man. Dennis is what you said. That's very good. <laughs> Rene Aubergine. A wee? A wee wee. How dare you? Now, did he speak with a French accent, Rene Aubergine? No, he did not. Well, he did at one point when he sang the song from Little Mermaid. Yeah. When he was the chef, the the chopping of the fish thing. You've never seen Little Mermaid? Nah. All right. Not yet. Okay. Well, you will many, many times, Dennis. Sure. I refuse to watch such filth. <laughs> See, right. now you have to watch it now that you know that Rene Abergenoise is Rene Abergenoise. Aubergenois. It is close enough. It's it's like oh, bear. Aubergenois. Nah, you lost it. I lost Aubergenois. it. Aubergenois. I lost it. I lost it. I, I had it really good. You ruined it, Ben. You ruined I know. It. I had to break it. It's like, it's like deep sea fishing. You know, you got to really hold on to it for a while. Uh, uh, Otherwise, it's gone forever. Shoot it with some barrels. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys had a great time at your con. That's very fun. Thank you, thank you. Uh, did you meet any Door Trek fans while you were there? No. What Although the I f- did mention the show throughout. Nice. To uh, Rene Arbogenawa. So okay. if you were offended by that picture, then you definitely shouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but to be fair. Maybe he wants to weigh in on the whole bucket issue, like how Odo could have better carried it around the station. To be, yeah, around his neck, like a. I like, still say on top of his head. Like a cash money millionaire. Or just like maybe he made shoes. So if in case he turned into it, he'd fall right into it. Well, somebody had brought the action figure of Odo. Uh-huh. Like new, still new in the, you know, the, they used to be like the G.I. Joes. They yes. were on the blister pack or whatever. And Odo, and he came with um, his a bucket. bucket. Yeah. Wow. See, and that's one, that's one thing that I want to bring up later. I'm glad you brought up the... The action figures for uh, Star Trek. We could talk about that once we get more into the show. Okay. Um, but this is a, a fantastic episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I mean, yeah. excuse me, of DS9. It's amazing. Continues from last week's The Homecoming, and this week is The Circle. The Circle of Life. So I was thinking, may the circle be unbroken. Like that. I only know The Circle of Life. Every time I hear oh, The Circle, I just hear the circle of life. It's a good episode. No, I watched this episode, but I kind of forgot how it started. Uh, did it start with uh, Jake at some 
Well, they're replacing the end of last episode. How do all four of us forget? Oh, that's right. I remember. That's right. Because at the end of last episode, they're replacing uh, Kira. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, so uh, she goes back to her quarters to, and she's packing up. And then yeah. Renee Obegenewa, play, uh who plays Odo, <laughs> is, comes into her room and just begins yelling at her. Like, I can't believe you're leaving. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And I can't tell. And I want you guys to think back. I don't know if you remember this part of the episode. But I believe she's wearing a onesie. Kira, this yeah, she she's got the white. She's wore this before. It looks like a onesie. Her regular uniform pants, and then she's got like the like white blouse that's tucked in. Yeah, and then it's got like the the, the uh, yeah. knitting. I'm telling you, if you look at this thing, it looks like it's all connected. Because I was trying to figure out if she's wearing a onesie or not. No. Well, I think that's because it's like a uh, like a marching band uniform. Like the pants come up way too high. Yeah, and it so all looks like it's connected, man. Yeah. It's connected, man. It's connected. Everything like, is a circle, man. Like I just imagine she just hops into like her boots, her pants, or like it's all just one outfit. Just whoop, like a fireman. You know how firemen have to do that? Like it's all one piece. Like that's her outfit. It's just this onesie, bajoran onesie thing that they wear. They were, you never know. Well, there were a lot of good shots of her boots in this episode, and I just I always thought her Boot boots finish. were too big with those with those uh, her, her pants were too tight. Yeah, well, it, it's a onesie. Yeah. Boots, and it, it just yeah. but it didn't work for me. So she so she is getting yelled at by uh, uh, Odo in this scene about how she's been fighting for fifteen years and she's just going to give up now, and she's yelling back at Odo, and then all of a sudden. Um, somebody else comes in. Dax. Yeah, Dax comes in, and Dax is like, "Hey, I brought your lotion." And then they start talking about lotion. Yeah, girl, you can keep it if you like it. Just keep it. Just rub it on your clit, <laughs> girl. It's real good for that. It, <laughs> should get the, it should lighten those spots right up. Yeah, and then and then the doorbell rings again, and it's Julian. And Julian, of course, walks. he can't. He, Dax can't go anywhere without <laughs> Julian. Five <laughs> seconds later, yeah, he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm just here following Dax around, but I heard you were leaving. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that." And then after that, um, O'Brien. O'Brien comes in, and O'Brien's like, "Hey," uh, and this, it's a really great scene because, like, you just people just keep coming in, and then what? It's O'Brien, then and then. What's uh, weird is like everybody seems surprised that somebody else on the station wanted to say goodbye to her. They're like, "I thought I was your only friend. What? What's going on friends? here?" Friends? What the hell's going people, on? The, the only reason I came is because you didn't have any friends, and I, I yeah. felt bad for you. Well, the only they, they haven't all hung out together, have they? Like, no. they all hang out individually with each other so they don't well, the cool i mean well the the person who shows up with the most honest motive is quark and quark's like hey what's up i came here to get you drunk and bang you I, I brought you this bottle of your favorite synthahol and yeah. uh and odo's like it's a mighty small bottle <laughs> you know because i thought it was just gonna be us partying baby i don't know it's gonna be all these other people we gonna have ourselves a swinging party up in here <laughs> everybody, everybody gonna take your clothes off we're gonna get our freak on all right, let's 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 pass it around. Put your keys in Come the box. my ears. Put your keys in the box because that's who you're leaving with. <laughs> we having ourselves a space key party. <laughs> let's have some sex. And he's magnetized his keys so that no matter who pulls anything out, his always gets stuck to it. Uh oh, we gonna have some sex. Oh, he looks like I'm fucking you, Julian. <laughs> Again, somebody gonna be rubbing my ears, baby. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's just a really fun scene, and then finally the uh, the cleric dude shows up. Yeah, Vedic Quinn. Vedic Quinn, who's a uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say throughout this entire episode he's throwing off a rape vibe. 
Yeah, he's like very, really creepy. Very rapey in this episode. Well, he was like very mellow to me. Just very, you know, That's low you. key. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying like very sleep. Very I'm, I'm talking right now. He reminded. Did you ever see? I'm the, not trying to hypnotize you. Why would I try to hypnotize? Ever see the Bugs Bunny episode where he 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 goes to the 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 mad scientist's castle? And yes. Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde. That's a great. Well, episode. He's he's like the the little mad scientist, and then there's the hair monster, and yes. Bugs Bunny uh, does the hair. The permanent. The permanent. But then the monsters live such interesting lives. <laughs> and then there's the scene where I guess the ether spills. Yes. All high and the way they're talking with the bunny. Yes. And they're all floating. That's around. what the vibe I got off of. Like he was doing ether on the trip from Bajor. <laughs> it's, I mean like Hunter S. Thompson style the whole way. <laughs> I can see that. I can see and that. So when he finally gets to uh, you know, Babylon 5 or DS9. Babylon 5. <laughs> Babylon Space Station. He pulls in and he's just going to Kira's room. Well, I think we discussed in the last down. episode that he like is growing some shit in that greenhouse. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the herbologist in the yes. arboretum. I have some very interesting funguses I'd like you to check out. Uh, on my balls. <laughs> he's very, very rape. He comes off very rape. That would be very convenient if you could yeah. grow like shrooms on your ball. <laughs> because this isn't the last time we see him because he's like, so, Kira, what will you do now? And she's like, I don't know. I got to find out. Well, you can always come visit me at the arboretum. And so then she just kind of leaves. Well, she goes back to ops. She's totally hypnotized because she's like, yes, maybe I will. Sounds like a great time. I'll just live in the greenhouse. This guy's a Dracula. That's what it is. He's one of them Draculars. Oh, shit. And it's always (laughs) night in space. (laughs) But then she goes to see uh, our homeboy, uh, the captain, excuse me, the commander. Commander Commander's like, hey, man, I'm going to get you back. Yeah, right in front of the other dude. He's like, I'm still here. What the? Come on. I'm I'm standing right here, guys. Hey, keep your resume updated, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Look, what I'm saying is, uh, ain't nobody got time for you, Corey Hart. Hey, uh, yeah, Corey Hart, did you you take down your monster.com profile? (laughs) Yeah, you You, keep keep that updated. Yeah, you might want to put up your space monster.com profile. (laughs) Is is your LinkedIn updated? Ain't nobody got time for you, sucker. Because, you, you know, uh, I hate you. I hate your face. And well, because, I mean, and the thing that sucks, too, is, like, um, Cisco's got to know, like, this guy's a fucking jack-off. Like, he shot a man in his underpants. And he didn't really do Okay, so we missed him. <laughs> yeah, and then sucked him off. But, see, and I'm so mad that we missed the obvious Groucho Marx joke last week. Ah. I shot a man in, my, in his underwear. Right? Shot a man in, in the underwear. How he got in my underwear? Anyway, you ruined the joke. I ruined the joke already. Yeah, you, you kind of messed yeah. up. Shot an elephant in my underwear. Right? Yeah, and then I how sucked his. Big, I sucked his trunk. It was <laughs> hot. How he, he get my underwear? He, yeah, he's hot all of my. Yeah, but yeah. yeah so like, and Cisco knows that this guy's a fraud. So now his ops guy is a fucking two faced shithead coward. So now he's like, great. Now I got to deal with this fucking jack off who's going to try to shoot me in his underpants. But see, at, least, a- at least all the Bajorans think this guy is great. Even though Cisco knows he's not, he's like, at least I can still use that. Yeah. I mean, Cisco's not like hating on the guy. 
He is, you could tell. No, no, no. He's all for this guy being no, a symbol. He understands the worth of, of he legends. He likes Kira better. Yeah. Because he knows he's about he's, to he's, hit that. He's, well, yeah, he's been laying the groundwork on this Kira thing. You mean, lay, you mean laying pipe? He's been trying to lay the pipe? Well, yeah. he's, he's been setting things up. You know, he was making his, 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 his moves, getting everything lined up, and then that's all wasted now. Yeah, it's been... Well, now he's, he's a widower. He doesn't have time for these mind games. He's going to get straight to it. Now he's well, going he to fuck, fuck some guy. Challenge. <laughs> <It just> sucks. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's the position. I'm sorry. You're the first officer. It's, uh, Riker did it for seven years. Uh, Kira was getting ready to be I doing ju- it. I just had a setup, and now they bring you in, so somebody's getting fucked. <laughs> You're going to be the first officer that I bang. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how I think he might, he's got to practice this in the mirror, how he speaks Cisco and he says so many things with, with as little facial movement as possible. Yeah. Like he just moves his lips like this, like he's a ventriloquist, like none of his other facial features move. Like when he's talking to a uh, Frank Latagla, the the Whoopi Goldberg's husband, yeah. the guy, Langella. yeah, Langella. Langella. What is it talking to a Langella? And he's there. I mean, he's in a heated conversation with this dude, and his face is not moving at all. But he's like, hey, "Fuck you, man! I'm gonna fuck you up!" And like, just his lips are moving in the slightest way. It's amazing. That he's Botox, great. man. That Botox will get you. He's just great, man. Black don't cry, Dennis. You know that, baby. You're 700 years old. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am. It's great. Seven (laughs) hundred. But yeah, man, it's great. Uh, It's 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 a really fun scene. Uh, Really good intro. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of weird though. Like she gets on the little elevator, which they use a lot in this episode. Yeah, it freaks me the hell out. And he like uh, when she gets on it, he stands right in front of her. Like she's going down the elevator, so she has to like look directly in his crotch as she yeah. goes down. He, that, that's a power play. Yeah, that is. And he kind of sticks it out at her a little bit so she can see it even more. Like, look at my peen. <laughs> now, has Jake called his dad yet? <laughs> look at my peen. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think. No, I think the phone rings now for Jake. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you might want to come home, Dad. Yeah. See, I always hate this. And this is the, the one TV trope thing. And I've talked about this before, too, where it's like, oh, you got to see this. Well, what is it? Oh, you, you got to see it. And then you get there, and it's like, you, you couldn't have told me this? You could have yeah. said there was some spray oh, paint. The front circle door. guys, they, they put it on the door. Okay. Look, man, I got shit going on. I'm a busy dude. I'm trying to fuck this girl who just left. Now I got to fuck this man, and I'm not sure I'm down with that yet. So I was trying to get my synthail on so I could, so I could imagine <laughs> what it would be like to have sex with a man. But, like, I mean, he's got an earring and all, so I guess I could just ask him to wear another earring, and then he would be kind of like a lady. Uh, his hair's kind of long. And then if I fucked him from behind, I would just, you know, tell him to put his head down. <laughs> so I, you know. Just hope that our balls don't hit each other. <laughs> then I had to That's kill him. But if the, I wonder if the balls hit, would it be like one of those perpetual motion machines or just keep going back and, forth, <laughs> back and forth like that, which would be kind of interesting. So, I mean, science, science. Let's experiment. <laughs> That's all it is, science experiment. Yeah, it's just science, just science, Jake. So now the, uh, the Bill Nye Holosuite program gets used a lot this <laughs> week. The so, Thomas uh, Dolby uh, 
blinded me with science. He blinded me with science. He fucked me in the ass with science. Science. We got to meet Thomas Dolby. He uh, performed uh, that song. Performed? Yes. He, uh, science. He teaches at Johns Hopkins now. Ah. In their arts program. So now he died. Wow. That's where the John Hopkins has an art program. Yeah. Everybody, he says that's the most common thing he it's gets. Like nobody even knew that we had one. Yeah. Maybe it's for like uh, therapeutic art and shit like that. Like uh, art therapy kind of crap, right? I think I, it just kind of took a uh, backseat to the medical program. And okay. they've been kind of ramping it up lately. So, yeah. so he, uh, he and Dwight Schultz both shared a bicycle ride down from Baltimore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that was, it was, it was kind of cool because we passed them on I-70, on I-270. On the spur, Later, and they're like, you know, pedaling their little asses. On their little tandem bike. Well, what it was is Dwight Schultz was actually in the sidecar. But not Dwight Schrute. No, no, no. Dwight Schrute is in uh, Pennsylvania. Scranton, I believe. It's Steamtown, yeah. But, uh, it's a beet farm. So anyway, sorry, but yeah, the science thing. Science! Science! You blinded me with Science! And then um, uh, I guess the episode gets all political and stuff, which is really interesting because like because Bajor has always kind of been this weird hunk of rock that is kind of a focal point, but not really, if that makes sense. In the first season, like, you know, it's there. They talk about like the occupation and all this stuff. Yeah, we get to see like the inner workings of it, which is really, really cool. Um, I kind of dig it, but before I guess before that happened, then we had the real rapey scene with uh, Kara is building the dam, and the, the the rape dude is like, it's crooked. Like, and then they go off and they have like uh, she looks at the Maybe oracle. Spent some time doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing but sucking my dick. <laughs> nothing but being passed out and fucked by me. <laughs> <laughs> have you had your medicinal nap today? Mm. But yeah, so um, so they go and they're looking at the oracle, or whatever, and she has this weird kind of vision. Not with the 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 thing, whatever. The orb. The orb. The orb. Yeah, she goes and looks at the orb, and in her orb, she gets raped by that guy, which yeah. is really weird. Surprise! Yeah, like, all sex. of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's naked. He's wearing her clothes. <laughs> It's like, what's going on here? And he's behind her like, yeah, you like that, right? And he's like, what the fuck is this, man? They're like, calling you. They're trying to tell you to do something. Yeah. Put your hand right here. They want you to do something. <laughs> yeah, it just gets real strange. Yeah. And then she figures out what she has to do, which I'm not really sure what she has to do at this point. Cause like, Stop dreaming, probably. Yes. yes. <laughs> Take yeah. it from behind. She needs to leave this place immediately because she, her vagina is in grave danger. I think she needs to visit Planned Parenthood. Yeah. She, she needs to get a fucking sketch artist. What <laughs> guy look like who violated her terribly? But yeah, it just he comes off. Are we going to find out this guy is a telepath? Like he's been like. <laughs> He just comes off real rapey and kind of creepy to me. He's yeah. mellow. Then he asks her, he's like, oh, what did you see? Were you, was I in your dream? Mm-hmm. You were in my dream earlier. I had a dream. <laughs> was, I in, was I in your pants? Mm-hmm. Were you naked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this? <laughs> he just rips off his clothes. <laughs> That's why they wear robes. Naked, naked gun style. Later. 
Naked gun style. Dennis got it. Naked gun style. They pull out the body condoms. Yep. And then George Kennedy <laughs> <tracked his safe. laughs> Then George Kennedy showed up. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, and then we get into all the deep politics of Bajor, which is really fun right. and cool. Because, uh, was it Kai uh, bitch face yeah. shows up? She's like, oh, hey, you can stay as long as you want because I hate you. you. You know, stay as many days as you need, even up to a week. Even up to two. Get out. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Nurse Ratchet is... <sighs> I just want to punch her in the face. I... She's uh, she's Kai, Kai passive-aggressive here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Kai Ratchet... Um, <laughs> Kai Ratchet... <laughs> What's her? The, is it Denise Fletcher? Is the actress's name? Yeah, or? She's nuts. I'm just glad we got to see her again so soon because she was really good in the season finale. Yes. Like the, the fact that we see her immediately is pretty awesome. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like you know, and, and it's a way to keep that kind of Bajoran kind of politicky storyline moving. You know. So she's Kai Wen. Who's uh, the doper dude? The doper dude, he's a uh, Kai. Kai. I think it's Kai Leary. I guess they're all they're all still Vedics. Vedics, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no Kai because Kai uh, Puerto Rican lady yeah. is dead. And Puerto they Rican Kai. They haven't yeah. chosen. Well, this is all part of that too. It's yeah. all like this weird shell game to like to try to get control of the pro- provincial government and and to be Kai, and they all kind of come to. It's very cool, man. It's very it's all some sort of game. Yeah. Right? thrones or something kind of it does kind of have that vibe to it like space game of thrones yeah except nobody's fucking their brother in this one yeah no, oh, well not. that's this, that's part part three dennis <laughs> oh, <okay>. thrilling conclusion <laughs> yeah this was uh only part two of the uh opening of second season but you do have like a very cool like uh, just just the cross politics of it all is very fun because I guess the next scene is in Bajor in like the war room or something, yeah. right? And like there's this general there who's doing his general thing, and he and was fighting. He's just basically drawing circles on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, Actually, no, 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 that's not the scene because I guess what happens too is um Odo makes um um Quark his deputy because Odo's going on some secret mission or some shit. Yeah. So we gotta wonder what well, that. Is. He's going on the mission because because uh, Quark told him he's like, hey, these dudes are running weapons. Into- yeah, those botanists are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're running more than plants, baby. Yeah, it's not weed. Nah, man, that's some guns, right? Yeah. I love how they turned into like a weird buddy cop movie at this point. Yeah, it's cool, but it's cool because those are my two favorite characters, so I'm super yeah. into. Mm-hmm. I and- just wish he gave him like a shiny star to wear or something. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. <laughs> And like it's ba- it's also very fun because Odo basically tells him like, "Hey, I'm gonna arrest you if you don't tell me what I want." Yeah. So he's like Space George Bush. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's like if you don't tell me who your source is, you're going to jail. And he's like, "I can't do that." No, fuck you. You're going to jail. And it's like fine. It's that guy over there. And the guy's like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> Space Gitmo. Okay. Yeah. So they fucking they waterboarded out of him. So they find out what happens, and they tell Cisco what's up. So the Cisco. Circle? Yeah. So you would have to say the circle. So Cisco goes down to the to the planet. We'll smoke you out of your holes. So he, goes, so he goes down to the planet, and then he's talking to the the general. And at that point, Cisco basically accuses the general of like rolling over for these guys. Yeah, which is awesome. So they were fighting in the war room. Yeah, there's no fighting in the war room. 
<laughs> you, well, you guys just watched that last yeah. night. I love that movie. <laughs> My fear. <laughs> I can walk. <laughs> uh, what's what's his name? Who plays the crazy cowboy? Slim Pickens. Uh, Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. Yeah. Slim Pickens. Yeah. Awesome. He's awesome in that movie. Yes. And baby James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's such a fun film, man. I love that movie. George C. Scott. He's mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's insane in this movie. Yeah. You know, I I definitely we're gotta, talking about Doctor Strangelove for those of you that don't know. Uh, uh, what is it? A Michael Keaton vibe off of George C. Scott when he was doing the crazy general thing in the war room. You can like. His level of crazy and Michael Keaton's level of crazy, now that Michael Keaton's older, <laughs> are very similar. See, I've always thought Michael Keaton was kind of batty. Like, just just go back and watch 89 Batman when he does the, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. He mm-hmm. is pretty crazy in that scene. And it happened yeah. really fast. Oh, yeah, he can go zero to bat shit in... Uh, pretty quick yeah like michael keaton growing up was one of my favorite actors because he was in two of my favorite he was in beetlejuice and batman like that's the best. when you're 11 that's the best two movies in the whole wide world you know i love michael keaton and it's cool that he's kind of making a comeback yeah you know he was good in robocop he was great in uh the other guys did you see the other guys he was awesome in that where he was talking about getting job at bed bath and beyond all that shit and if you get a chance to watch Spotlight, which is more of a serious movie, but he's outstanding in that. Ooh, let's do a podcast about that. Yeah, let's do a podcast about uh, priest rape. And and the failing of the American newspaper. Let's do a podcast, the collective works of Michael Keaton. You know, you got to start on Mr. Rogers. Really? What? Yeah, he was uh, in the production team for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's awesome. And back then, he was known as Michael Douglas. But when he went to Hollywood, he had to change his name because there was somebody else with that name already there. So he chose Michael Keaton. Yep, because his favorite uh, comedian and actor was Buster Keaton. Oh, I thought it was Diane Keaton. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be uh, in the funny movies. Yeah. Well, he was. He was in Gung Ho. It was a very funny movie. And Mr. Mom was a very funny movie. And Multiplicity. Johnny Dangerously is a very funny movie. Great it's movie. fantastic. Yeah, Johnny Dangerously is awesome. That's one of Joe Piscopo's greatest, greatest performances. I that think. and the comedian in, in uh, TNG. Those are neck and neck. Yeah. <laughs> and around the same time, weren't they? Or no, Johnny Dangerously. Uh, yeah, Johnny Dangerously was way, way, way later than that. I don't know. Time is just starting to compress now. That's because you're crazy. Yeah. You're old and crazy. I, I've lost all bearing on reality. Well, again, I don't know how old you are. You could be 40. You could be 70. Like, it's... 753, right? Like Yoda. Yeah. You're a big Star Trek Yoda. So, yeah, so... Um, easy E. <laughs> what? Didn't we say Yoda and Easy E are the same person, <laughs> like, last week or something like that? Something, I got to go back and listen to that. Sounds like, like something we would If say. we did, that's... I remember we put him as a Force ghost. I remember we made that reference. He took Easy... Yeah, because he's short. Yeah. He, Yoda's plants. <laughs> Man, we're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> we should listen to the show more often. <laughs> but um, but what was I going to say? Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, Cisco basically accuses the admiral or the general of yeah. the defenses of the city of the capital of just rolling over. He's yeah. like, well, every time the, the, the circle dudes move in, you move out to a safer position. What are you, some kind of pussy? 
It's like, where did you learn that at? Fag school? <laughs> Whoa, that's what called for. I realize it's still the 90s, but that's not cool, man. And see, I like the general's as And it's Fag Academy, all right? I went <laughs> the general's take on it, though, is that, you know, we've just finished with this huge occupation and resistance and everything, and he didn't like the idea of Bajorans killing Bajorans. It was like, you know, we, we've had enough Bajorans' death without me now killing Bajorans as well. Just, but, I mean, then get out of the military. Like, what are you doing then? Like, wh- well, no, it's okay to kill Cardassians. That's good. You don't want to kill your well, own. They're not doing a lot of that recently. So, yeah. I mean. yeah, they're not really doing a lot of anything. They're just kind of surrendering. I had no idea this guy was French. <laughs> It's totally not Bajoran because they never surrender. Uh, never surrender. Like, what are they teaching you at the Fag Academy? Not cool, buddy. Yeah, not cool. It's not. But uh, yeah, so Cisco gives him out gives out his intel though, and uh, you know, like, hey, here's the guys that are bringing the stuff, and now help me find uh, Kira. So, well, if th- I can't really do anything if they're uh, Bajoran because I can't hurt them because they're yeah. my brothers. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, but you didn't ask for the favor first. You could have traded. I'll remember that next time I'm betraying someone. Yeah. yeah. Or the <laughs> next time I show up at a key plot point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's one more episode, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then. I'll see uh, you next week's disco. But this was a really cool scene. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Like, it was very fun. The way that they play the politics in this, it you feel like, oh, my God, it's going to get political. I'm going to be so bored. But then when they do it, they oh, keep... You know, everyone just nodded, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit's boring. Well, like, but, in, in TNG, it would be a, a philosophical discussion, like, oh, well, you know, you should... You shouldn't kill people because it's bad. Blah, 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 blah. But like with Cisco, it's all veiled threats. Basically. Yeah, like Cisco <laughs> is like the king of like veiled yeah. threats. Like, I will fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice planet you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Be ashamed if I fucked your wife. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid the Starfleet might have to come down and exercise control over your provisional government. <laughs> yeah, he's gangster. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like I love Cisco. Like he's so much fun. I think it's because we have a lot less more, a uh, lot less staff meetings in this show than TNG. Well, he like, has they a just, lot less staff. They just go out and kick ass. And where are they going to meet? Like they don't have. They don't even really have a, a room to meet at the bar. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a ready room. They can just kind of hang out. Like yeah, Cisco just does. Like you know what? I'm just going to go do some shit. I'm not going to really ask anybody. I'm just going to do what I want. <laughs> just like, let, let me count Let me count the little one, two, three. Who has more? Anybody? No? Okay. All right, I'm going to go down to the planet and uh, accuse the general of defending the city of being a coward. And then I'm going to tell him I want some shit. And he's going to do it. And if not, I'll fuck him up. Yeah. And all this is going on, and he has filed exactly zero reports to Starfleet this whole time. <laughs> he, just does, he just does whatever he wants. It's very, like, and I don't want to say this, but it's very street level. Like, it's kind of like the Marvel Universe, how you have, like, Captain America and all them. Those guys are doing the shit up here, and it's all, and, like, this guy, dude's just grinding. I just feel like, like this he's, he's the daredevil of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in, he's in Hell's Kitchen, like, just grinding it out and, like, just solving problems on a street yeah. level, you know? He's trying to bring down the kingpin, man. Yeah, 
and it's really fun to watch. Like, yeah, do it one block at a time. You know, no wonder why he doesn't like Picard. Picard's flying dignitaries around. He's basically like a fucking taxi cab. And like Cisco's like, well, you know what, man? I gotta fucking protect this wormhole, and I gotta do it however I can get it done. It's very cool. You know, and like, and think about it. He's getting information from a known gangster to like. It's it's just very kind of. Like, it, it's very gritty, I guess, in a way, you know? Because Quark is no honest fellow. Like, he's a he's a criminal, you know? A basically, they, they do coerce the information out of him by threatening him with jail or whatever. Daredevil <laughs> <laughs> would, like with Turk Wendell or something. Yeah. Like Wendell, but Turk, uh, what's his name? Turk Barrett, whatever. It's, it's all very, like, kind of, you know what? We're way out here in the middle of nowhere, Go tell Starfleet. I don't care. What are they going to do? Like, I'm doing what they want me to do. They want me to protect this fucking wormhole and keep this government rolling. I'm going to do it however I can. It's yeah. it's very fun. I don't it's, get email out here. I don't know what's going on. It's very much out of the, like, I guess it's out of that TNG realm where everything is kind of by the book and, like, yeah. you know, and later on in the episode when they do mention the Prime Directive, you're like, what is that? Like, I haven't heard that word in a whole season. Right. Where it seemed like in, in TNG, it was every episode. Prime Director, Prime Director, Prime Director, Prime Director. Captain, I, I'm somewhat constipated. Should I take a laxative? No, no. Or the Prime Directive uh, directs us to uh, do the natural. What? Eat some roughage. Yes, you Prime must go have some greens, buddy. Computer. I think I need yeah. to stick my fingers up your butt. That's in the Prime Directive. Well. Prime Directive! Fingering your anus! But yeah, it's very much like it, it is. It's, it's just, mm, number one. Oh, yes. Mm. Mm, that got it. <clears throat> but yeah, it's just very cool. I just really dig it. It's just it's yeah. very much outside of the normal Trek. Yeah. So Kira's uh, kidnapped. Yeah. By some of these cloak and dagger dudes. They don't even wait for Cisco to really leave. Like he he steps through the, the trees and instantly she's kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. like Cisco comes in and he's like, I'm gonna get you back. Yeah. Oh I'm, I'm, I'm like the little the uh, hypo spray that they hit her with is like <sighs> And the uh, the Vedic guy, he's like, Hey, I was gonna do that. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> you better give me back that money for that hypo that hypo spray ain't cheap. <laughs> Hypo roofies is not the cheapest roofies. Only the best in the Arboretum. Yeah, so she passed out. And they fuck her, and they fuck her face. And then they tie her up. Yeah, of course. And her face is pretty fucked up when they finish. Well, no, no, that's not then, because then they bring her to see the, um, the, the dude who's running the provincial government or whatever. Uh, Minister like, Jaro. Yeah, Minister Jaro. But before that happens... They hold up one of the ships in in dock because they think the this fucking space people are the space people. Uh, the botanists. The botanists are running guns. So like they spend like six hours searching their ship and they leave this very weird briefcase on the ship there with the really weird label. And then all of a sudden the weird label changes and turns into a rat. So you know it's Odo. Holy shit. Shape shift. Shape shift. It's <laughs> a hot heavy rat. He goes from being a piece of paper to uh, a rat. I love how I was surprised when this happened. Like, I keep forgetting that Odo can shapeshift because they don't overuse it. Like, they don't have him shapeshift into something in, like, 
every scene. Yeah. Well, I know? thought the whole case would be shape shifting into him, honestly, because they right. yeah. held the shot after O'Brien, yeah. the other dude left, and I was like, oh, that, that case is going to turn into. And Odo. the case is a different color than everything else in the thing. Yeah. So you figure, like, oh, Odo's going to turn into. That. But then it's just the label. It's like, just the label. Why not the whole case? Yeah. But then Odo is a rat, and then. Uh, which is cool because he's literally stealing information to give to the authority. So he is a rat, but he's a hot, heavy rat. And he notices that like, as, uh, as soon as this happens, like a Cardassian shows up on the ship and he's like, oh, it's about fucking time. Where's my gun? Here's, here's your guns or whatever. And blah, blah, blah. And Odo sees all of this stuff. Yep. And it would have been great if he had like a little video camera. He was, he was wearing like a nanny cam. <laughs> so I'd like for him to have one of those 1990s though those shoulder cams with the yeah. like you put the VHS mm-hmm. in and just like ah. but a little tiny one for rats <laughs> <laughs> have the DS9 logo on it and he's like you know ah, ah. squeak squeak just a rat ignore me squeak <laughs> but could, now could he shapeshift into an old VHS camera and record it himself no. He can't turn into mechanical things. What would have been really great is if he had like rounded up four turtles <laughs> with him and like they're, they're operating the boom mics and everything to make sure. <laughs> you get the whole film crew. Yeah. You this way, Leo. Leo, me, this way. Me, 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 me. But yeah, so he sees what's going on and then we go back to the planet and then she gets kidnapped and then she ends up in front of uh, the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Count Dooku. Count Dooku. And Dooku's like, yeah, bitch, I'm the circle. It's me. Like, I'm the I, I am the circle, baby. I'm the motherfucking circle, bitch. That was my favorite part when he's, you know, she's like, oh, you work for the circle. And just the way he dropped that, that I am the circle. Bitch, like, the other guys there should have been like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> he said, he's the What am I doing here? <laughs> Look at the circle joined us. So, yeah, he's like, I am the fucking circle. I'm King Kong. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And then he tells her what's going on and how, like, you know, I'm gonna take over shit and I'm, I'm gonna be running shit. I'm gonna be doing shit. And she's just like, all right, whatever. And he's like, I need you. I- it's very, uh, it's very Sith the way that he. Yeah, it's that. very cool, man. Like he lays out his plan, and together we can rule Bajor the she's way like, that it needs to be ruled. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I'm good. And she's like, well, tell me, what do you think the Federation will do? And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything, which is pretty cool. But then he's like, well, we learned a lot from the Cardassians. We're going to fuck you up and then <laughs> take her away. Basically. And then she just gets fucked up. Yeah. And then I guess we go back to the bridge uh, or ops, if you will, because it's not technically a bridge. But we go back to the ops and then they're all there having a meeting about what's happening because Kira has been kidnapped and Ode and, and uh, Quark knows where she is and what's going on. And then Odo shows up and he's like, these motherfuckers are getting all their weapons from the Cardassians. Oh, shit. Why would the circle work with the Cardassians? Because they don't know, man. Whoa. No. It's so fucking trippy, bro. And so they figure out that the circle is going to take over card uh, is going to take over Bajor, but then once the Federation leaves, they'll the Cardassians will come back in and take over Bajor. That's the whole big plan that they just figured out because some guy turned into a hot rat. 
A heavy hot rap. <laughs> Basically, right? Like, he cracked the case. Like, well, how did you figure this out, Odo? Well, I turned into a rat. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and look, it's all, take... on, it's all on this uh, camcorder right here. Hold I'm going to... Where am I gonna find watch a, on this really small monitor? Where though? am I gonna find a VCR this small to play this small ass tape, motherfucker? You couldn't transfer this over to a big size. And well, I can play back in camera if you can kind of just get really close here. But the camera's small, motherfucker. What the fuck? <laughs> you could have turned into something more useful. You fucking think a rodent is gonna crack this case? What are you fucking? Some bullshit. Say the secret of Nim, motherfucker. <laughs> And they do their whole thing. I don't see Mrs. Brisby anywhere. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so yeah, so this all happens, and then they go, all right, well, we know where they're fucking, and the, intel- the, the intelligence for the circle is just in the shitter, because, I mean, Quark found this out in no time flat. He's like, yeah, I know where their base is. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like, how did you figure that out? Yeah. Uh, I'm good at what I do. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Because he found that shit out really fast, which was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't he have the hots for uh, Kira, though? He's just got hots for everybody. I don't yeah, think he did you missing at that point, though, did he? Yeah. Like, he, he just found this stuff out. Like, he found out that the, this, what, Chrysalians or whatever were running the weapons. Mm-hmm. And then he just found out where the circle's base is. Like, he's probably still pissed because they branded his forehead. Yeah. That, that's more of the revenge aspect of it is, like, you know, if you fuck up my forehead... You burnt my lobes. I'm going to have to... Uh... Yeah, he's pissed. He's like, I'm going to take these motherfuckers down. Yeah. I'm going to get some. I would have liked to have seen Court uh, go down with a away team. Yes, because then they say, like, okay, we're going to do an away team mission, so everybody go. Like, everybody go, except yeah. except you. You stay here. Yeah. You my Dax. Dax is supposed to go, but and they don't want... What's his face? Uh, Corey Hart. Knowledge. They don't want him going because he's too important. Yeah. But he's like, no, nah, man, this is what I do. I'm a commando. I just got to. Maybe make- somebody's going to be in their underwear. <laughs> yeah, Are you going to be able to shoot them? I don't think so. Are you going to be gonna able to suck these guys off? You? <laughs> you, Cisco? No. I'm good. You're still questioning. You're still questioning. All right. I saw you at Quarks. You're trying to build up the nerve. What was it? Three synthales? You still haven't got the nerve? No, Cisco. It's me. Remember, I blew you. No problem. No <laughs> questions asked. No problems, no complaints. I did it. I sucked the shit out of it. I played with your balls. Yeah. I swallowed, man. I swallowed. I gave you a rusty trombone. Rusty trombone. <laughs> all right. All right. You can come with us. That's right. Dax, you stay here. Um, but the cool, the, the cool part about it, too, is like, and this is what I was saying before you're talking about action figures. Um, if this would have been a regular show, when they went down to the planet, they would have had on, like, all different uniforms and shit and, you know, yeah. like, a, like a battle gear. They just show up in the regular-ass clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, tactical gear. Well, like tactical in, gear. TNG, whenever they go somewhere, they always put on their, those black suits with the stocking caps. You know, like yeah. they're going to a house or something. They ain't got shit. They just show up. They're just like, hey, we got our fucking clothes on. Might yeah. as well. Bright yellow, bright red. Yeah. Just walking around like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go over there. We're going to shoot those guys. <laughs> and then you, doctor, who probably has no combat experience whatsoever, you're going to run up there and put a, a, a fucking uh, a little comm badge on her, and then you're going to get us out of here. Okay. Well, we handed everybody. Each, each group had a comm badge. Yeah. So it was like, you know, whoever gets to her first, hit her with the badge. Yeah, hit her with the badge. 
not in the vag, hit her with the vag. Not, don't hit her in the vag because that would be counterintuitive. Unless you hit her in the vag with the vag. <laughs> you can't hit her in the vag with a badge because that would be a very safe place for her because it would be hard to get out unless she queefed it out, which would be kind of cool. <laughs> fun to watch. It's like it's, all right, it's, it's like this one time I was on Old Earth and uh, there was a, a Tijuana and there was this chick that could just like launch com badges across the it was it was a sight to behold. You have to be there. But but that's not what we're looking for here. But if it does happen, it'll be a good distraction and we'll be able to get out of here pretty fast. Take, everybody take one of these little VCR cameras. <laughs> And if, if she does start doing it, try to hit record. The buttons are very small, but it's it's okay. It's very cool to watch, too. It's the size of a matchbook, but it should record everything. But yeah, so uh, so they just go in guns ablaze and just start shooting people. Yeah. And like, I can't tell. Like n- None of the weapons are on kill, apparently. Are they all on stun, or are people getting blasted to death? Well, on both sides. Because even the circle guys are shooting people and just stunning them. Yeah, so like I don't understand why the weapons aren't on like fucking disintegrate your face off. But they're well, not. Star Fleet doesn't kill if they can help it. Yeah, but still, I mean, I'm sure the it's circle will be killing motherfuckers, like right? Yeah. yeah. We well, they it didn't make sense. They, probably yeah. Because they shot Bashir right in the back. Yeah, and he's fine. He and well, this is kind of, you know, kind of hit him at an angle, though. He went, yeah, oh. oh, my oh. pussy. <laughs> Let me put this badge oh, on badge. you. I mean, this badge. Yeah, like, but, Didn't she, like, ultimately she saved him? Yes. I mean, she grabs the badge up and is like, all right, just get out of here. God damn it, guys. But she was like, he did, say, he did say, beam us up. Yeah. Beam us up quick. <laughs> get us out of here. Get us out of here. Oh, my God. I'm so hurt. But to be fair, he didn't know that she had the badge or not. He's just like, get us out of here. (laughs) Someone hurt me. They just lucked out that she could. And then, yeah, then they, I don't understand why the circle isn't killing people. Cause I mean, that's, they're like, a, I mean, they're branding people. They're kidnapping people. Why is murder out of their, like, you know, they're defending their base. Like these people just showed up at their base. Like, yeah, shoot people. They're having like a long range, like slap fight, essentially. <laughs> I don't know, stunt setting, it, it, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dennis tried to poke me in the eyes, but I blocked it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, here's the things I'm watching it being entertained, and you're like, nobody listening to the show this week. I explained what was happening. They know what's going on. Well, no, I'm happy. I'm happy that you explained it afterwards because during I was just like, look at my face. I love the Three Stooges. Yeah. I wonder if the Three Stooges... I mean, yeah, I think the Three Stooges still translates because, I mean, what is half of the internet? Like, people getting hit in the nuts with stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's Three Stooges. They're, they're the reason the internet exists. Yes, yeah, the Three Stooges, man. The original <laughs> version of Ow, My Balls. <laughs> yeah, basically. Ow, ow, ow. We were coming out of the Depression. We needed that kind of entertainment. That's really great. So then they get her out of there, and then they go back up to the uh, the space place, and they tell, uh, I guess that's called DS9. And space then, uh, is the place with a helpful hardware, man. Yes, and they tell, uh, they finally talk to the Admiral, and the Admiral's like, uh, He's like, what? All this happened, and nobody told me? <laughs> like, what have you guys been doing down there? It's like, so yeah, you guys gotta leave, because we can't get involved in a civil war prime directive. That's internal. 
you can't. Uh, but that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like it makes any sense because then, like, why would the Federation be there in the first place if it's well because Cardassia is an external, right? Yeah, but you just spent all this time and resources and stuff like propping up this provincial government. Like, yeah. why would you do that in the first place if you're just like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Well, no, that's the thing is we can't. We, if they don't like their government and they decide to throw it off, we can't pick sides in that civil war. That, if it's an internal matter, we can't. But the government that was already there was okay with DS9 being there and this federation and all that shit. Right, the, provincial, the uh, provisional government was cool with us. Okay. But we don't know what's coming next, and we can't get involved with what's coming until could, they ask us to come back. See, I don't know, man. It just seems very strange to me. Just like, then why get involved in the first place? Well, because it was going to keep the Cardassians at bay. But we don't were, they? But I mean, they have to. Like, someone in Starfleet has to be smart enough to realize, like, well, if we leave the area, then the Cardassians are just going to come right back in and take over. And if that's what the Bajorans want, that's an internal matter. But I don't think that's what well, the, that's well. The, the, the admiral, because I mean, Cisco tells me he's like, hey, you know, we know that the Cardassians are giving weapons to these guys so that they can come in and take it over later. Mm -hmm. I have evidence. We can't do it. Uh, well, that's none of my business. Uh, I got to get back. I gotta <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> but it's like, it's weird that that admiral like that can just make that decision without having to run it up the flagpole to see who kind of salutes it. He's like, eh, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. It's no big deal. Yeah, it could lead to the, you know, the fourth biggest war in the history of the Federation. But look, uh, no, but, uh, it's... it's and I mean, it's just, you know, this wormhole that's so awesome that everybody loves that's under it's our control. It's the only stable wormhole known to man. <laughs> We're just going to leave. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, right? Yeah, I mean, no one wants the wormhole, right? It's kind of dumb. Gamma quadrant, squamish quadrant. Yeah, it's like, if it was so cool, but they would have a better name for it. I mean, wormhole, that just sounds really unimportant, kind of stupid. If it was called... That's what you named it. If it was called Awesome Hole, then I think we would want to protect it a little bit more. <laughs> so, I mean... But Deanna Troy's busy on the Enterprise, so we can't call it Awesome Hole. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you know, so I make the decisions here. Everybody sucks. Yeah. So you guys, peace, I'm out. But then Cisco, being the guy that he is, is like, how long would it he goes to O'Brien? It's like, how long would it take us to get out of here? He's like, I don't know, a couple hours. He's like, what if we took everything? Every Federation piece of equipment. Everything and he's like, that would take weeks. And he's like, well, all right, cool. I guess we'll stay some weeks because the Cardassians are already flying in, so their plans are already, you know, the Cardassians are already they know what's going on. They're like, fuck yeah, we're gonna take. No, 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 no. It's not Cardassians. It's like Bajoran assault ships. Right, yeah, coming up. There's no Cardassians yet. Huh, so why are there card? Why why are the Bajorans attacking Bajor from space? Well, no, that's they're, a, that's the circle. DS Nine. They're gonna come. They're oh. taking it over. Just like they took over the capital. Yeah, they weren't really clear about it, and they weren't really clear why it's going to take seven hours for their ships to get there. Yeah, like, why is it? I mean, I mean, it's right there, man. Like, yeah. well, no, they moved. Remember the first episode? Yeah, they how long does it take running about to get there? Seven hours. Well, they, because they went like, down. The Death Star they, they're bringing on? They went down, got Kira, and came back, which seemed like lickety split, but it's going to take a fucking two battleships eight years to get there. It's like, <laughs> what kind of technology you got going down there? You know, fucking put him in a slingshot and throw that motherfucker into space, see what happens? You ever see from Earth to the moon? They've got these big guns, and, and they fire bullets <laughs> full of Dorans toward the station. 
<laughs> Some of them would get... die. The man in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get. That's why it's got rings because if you if you get one of the the bullet ships through the middle ring, that's a bullseye. If it's the outer bullseye. Ring. But yeah, it just seems like, yeah, that didn't make sense uh, seven hours. So that you're telling me that mission to get Kira back took 14 hours? Like the flight? Well, maybe we have smaller, faster ships. Those runabouts are pretty efficient. So maybe it didn't take that long uh, for they us. They can warp. Yeah. So these ships can't warp then? I mean, these battle cruisers? Like, maybe, well, maybe they're just troop transports. And you, maybe they're you know. just fucking cruising for dick. <laughs> so they're cruisers. It's going to take a while. I mean, it's, they are sailors. Find ourselves some space dick. We're cruising. They're like the, popping their hydraulics. Yeah. They're, cr- they're cruising the gay balls looking for, yeah. for download sex. Yeah. Well, they should come to DS9. Like, I'm not gay. I just like fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fuck me. <laughs> I fuck them. So I'm not gay. gay. They're gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Disco. So yes, yeah, so that's what they do, and then the episode ends, and it's really awesome. Yeah. I was thoroughly entertained, which is weird because it's all Bajoran space politics, yeah. and that's, it was entertaining for some reasons. Like, yeah, how did you do that? Because the first half of the episode, I was afraid it was going to be really slow, and it was going to be a political episode, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, no, this episode kicks ass, too. Oh, oh. no, the best part, though, we didn't even talk about when uh, Jaro and oh. uh, High Winter, like, totally make That's it right. That, yeah. rule the whole planet together. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I thought they were going to do each other, to be honest. Yeah. There's, a, have. there's a lot of weird, like, sex things that are unspoken between the Bajorans, like with, with Kira and Captain Rapes a lot, and then with uh, <laughs> with Sydney Opera House hat and the Italian guy. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I should really write these names down. <laughs> well, all you have to do is... Everybody knows who you're talking about. <laughs> Just, you know, wait a couple of months and we can listen to other podcasts and see... You know, they'll remind us of them well she does have the sydney opera house hat like that's what it looks like yeah yeah you know it's it's funny because that's what jenny called it the first time we watched Mm -hmm. an episode with her and then as soon as we got on to record with you that's exactly what you called it without any prompting yeah that's just what it looks and i told stephanie i was like doesn't her hat look like the sydney opera house and i was like yeah it really does (laughs) sydney opera house hat is easier to remember than Whatever her name is, obviously. <laughs> Vedic win. 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 Her, it's a one syllable name. Fuck you, Dennis. <laughs> I got to remember her official title, and that's tough. Yeah, Vedic win. Yeah, because I mean, what if I call her something that she's not, and she's going to get all mad at me, and I got to listen to that shit because she's a real pain in the ass. Well, yeah, just call her like, Vedic Ratchet. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just call her Stupid Face. But yeah, so uh, so yes, yeah, so they have that weird scene. This episode's killer, man. Like, yeah. because when when we if when we describe it, oh yeah, it's all Bajoran fucking politics. You're like, oh my god, this is gonna be awful. But Cisco and, and like the underworld element makes all this shit interesting. Whoever it's all so sneaky and subvert, like you've got a guy who shapeshifts, who turns into a rat that gets all the hot information. Cisco's going down throwing like you know vague threats at everybody. It's awesome. Whoever wrote the uh, Phantom Menace 
right? Should have taken lessons from whoever wrote this episode with how, the right way to do science yeah. fiction politics. Because they didn't dwell on the politics for too long. Right. Which is kind of why I get lost on Game of Thrones. I can't... I think like, the, the Phantom Menace writers more focused on, like, the uh, racist overtones of their... Yes. Yeah. And, and, like, and they have to... And, like, they have to stick to, like, the weird code of the Jedi and all that stuff. Even though Qui-Gon kind of tweaks it a little bit, he kind of twists it. Or, like, Cisco is just operating as, like, his own entity. Like, he's just yeah. doing whatever the fuck he wants to. You know, I'm just saying, though, the way that they present the politics, though... Yeah, it's, no, it's, you know, you've, you've got this thing so far as two parts, now soon to be three parts of, you know, a planets in space politics that we have no, no knowledge about prior to this. And, you know, in either case, this one was actually interesting. And it's really cool because they're just doing a, a great job, like, building this world. Because, I mean, like I said, we heard about Bajor for so long, even mm -hmm. a little bit at the end of TNG, and now it's just this planet, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, they're, they're building up this kind of, I don't know, this house of cards almost. It's very interesting to, to watch, mm -hmm. you know? And I almost think, like, uh, the story is more applicable now than it was when it was first released because it's basically about xenophobic people who are trying to take over the government. <laughs> and, like, mm -hmm. it's, like, definitely tied to what's going on in the country right now. Yeah. Make Bajor great. Yep, totally. Yeah. Did Make you see Bajor for Bajors, man. Yeah, we're going to build a space wall. <laughs> Did you see the tweet I shared uh, yesterday or today uh, from Rick Berman? Which he basically said, uh, anyone, what was it? Everything that Star Trek believes in is opposite of what Trump supporters believe in or something like that. It was just basically, yeah, Star Trek, if you like Star Trek, why the fuck do you like Trump? Why is this even an election? Like, I don't understand. Like, how is this even close? Like, it's, I, I, I don't know. It's weird, man. Because neither side put their best foot forward. But I, I, maybe they're not polling the people that will vote for Hillary. I don't know. Or like that, that, that group. Kind of what happened with Bernie Sanders when he won states. And like, how did that happen? Like, she was, she was crushing him. And then, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't get it. That's why I'm voting for Ron Paul. <laughs> cool. Okay. You're like, you're, I think you're eight years too late on the Ron Paul yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, meant Rand. No, or no, I don't like him. He's kind of he's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Harry Harry Johnson, Harry <laughs> Throbbing Johnson, Throbbing Harry the Throbster Johnson. I love Johnson. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So um, this episode's awesome. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I'm gonna agree with you. Seven and a half. Yeah, I seven and a half all the way. Around. Wow, look at that. We have a yeah. consensus. What? I think this is the first time we've done this on DS9. It's just really fun to watch, you know? Yeah, Renee uh, mentioned an episode from sixth <laughs> season while we were at the con. And, like, I wanted to come home and show Jenny the episode, but I don't know how many spoilers are in that episode. Well, then don't. We'll just we'll get there. But, I'm sure oh, like, I'm going to enjoy the story. It's like I told her. It's one of the few episodes from DS9, though, that I'm. it's automatically a nine. It's, it's just so That's good. That's the episode that he's holding every other episode against. Yeah. And he won't rate anything else a nine. Nope. That's cool. Well, maybe there's a couple that will get close. But, so you're saying an eight? Eight and a half. 
<laughs> Look at Dennis. Dennis is so unimpressed. He's very generous. No, I mean, I agree. Like, uh, when we were watching TNG, like, I always had Chain of Command in the back of my head. I was like, all right, right. It's not as good as that. Best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Fire. You're coming to my mouth. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Previously on Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> da, 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 da. But man, this is a great. I mean, like this is season two, and this thing feels like it's just like a uh, like a well-oiled machine. But does this not feel like? Well, does it not feel like this should be the season finale for something? Yeah, it's and this is just the opening. Like, I was I was happy with the way the first season ended, but this feels like there's just so much more. It's like I'm getting another season finale right out the gate because I'm waiting for them to stop yeah. and then I have to wait six months. It would have made a lot a lot of sense because they only had 20 episodes for the first season anyways. Like if they just had right. the, the finale leading into this. Because I don't, I don't know what comes after this. Um, like season or episode four or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's probably like some stupid episode. It's <laughs> like got to be. I mean, well, it's going to be a letdown. There's no... Uh-oh. Or it can't find his shot glasses or something yeah. like that. Keiko's back and she's yeah. mad because she can't find Molly's favorite doll. I yeah. pissed my pants. What am I going to do? Hijinks ensue while the O'Briens search the station on the next Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> That's the problem with like having a, a trilogy, for lack of a better term like this to start this the season because you can't keep up the momentum yeah. you have to put in like uh, those those bottle episodes or those episodes that just are yeah not going to be as good but i think this was at the time though tng was still on and i think that this was basically ds9 trying to say hey come look at us we're really fucking good too <laughs> why, why why don't you come over i have all the stuff I've got the boat full of keys. But the one thing I will say is, even if the rest of the episode, even if the rest of season two turns into like season two of TNG, I'll still be like, wow, this was amazing. It was a still, yeah, pretty good. Like this, the, yeah, because this whole three episodes, you're like, Jesus, this is so fucking great. Now, have you guys watched the third episode yet? Nah. Okay. But I, I shall. Yeah. It's very tempting for me not to just power watch all three right there to you know together last week. But. I thought about it too, but I didn't want it to shape my opinion. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I, that's why I didn't watch it because I mean I was just like, dude, I'm gonna watch the next one right away. But then I kind of don't want to know what happens. Yeah, you know, I want to find out as like a as a collective. Yeah. Yep. You know, because the collective is what matters, dude. What are you bored all of a sudden? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I really did. I just really, I really like it, man. I think it's great. It's a great episode. It's really, um, I mean, because even including like the season finale last year mm-hmm. and then these two episodes, it's like, man, this show is just fucking rolling. Like, it's just, wow, it's so good. Have you seen some of the tweets and messages uh, about dork, whatever we post episodes and stuff or talk about it on our other timelines and stuff? People are talking about how they love DS9. There's a lot of love for DS9 out there. I can see I mean, why. It's really good. It was definitely, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. It's one of those shows that I needed to get older to appreciate. Yeah. And uh, it's... Well, I, I, could, I could see how watching this as an eight-year-old or a 15-year-old would be kind of like, 
All right, already with the fucking space politics. But it's so, like with Game of Thrones being so huge, it's almost kind of in vogue. Yeah. You know? and, you, and you can see almost this is kind of the blueprint for Battlestar Galactica. Well, yeah, and it's kind of funny because, you know, Raw D. Mo- or uh, the guy that did battle- the new Battlestar is the guy who's running this show pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so you can see, the, you can see kind of the, the, the correlation between the two, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Well, 7.5s all around. Another great episode. Sorry for the delay, uh, but at least we did it. So, yeah. um, we'll be back. We'll be back next Thursday as, uh, as, as regular, and we'll be reviewing the uh, last episode of the three part trilogy to start the season. So, the epic conclusion. The, now the conclusion <laughs> of the circle around my bunghole. It's a circle jerk. Whoa! I would love that episode. <laughs> it's a circle of jerk. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Da, 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 da.